Welcome to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Your host, Jesse Jameson, has a real treat for you. You are about to hear a great story. And if Jesse brings his A-game, some good commentary too. And later on, we'll let you know how you can join Jesse as a guest. Now, without further ado, here's Jesse. Welcome back to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Today is uh, part three of our three-part series. The first part was minimalism. The second part was dealing with Kaizen. And today's uh, show is Jesse from Phoenix. And the title of today's story is Stoicism, the subtle art of who gives a poop, crap, whatever you want to call it. That's why uh, I'm glad that you guys are tuning in today. So if you are willing to try something new to get yourself out of a financial rut, and to make a better version of you, then once again, I recommend that you go back two shows and listen to 20 Shoes. And then, uh, and that's the story on minimalism, or at least my take on it. And then my second uh, recommendation would be that you listen to last week's show uh, that dealt with Kaizen, which is the subtle art of Big improvements through small baby, baby steps, if you will. And today's show is Stoicism, because in part one, part of my game plan uh, involved stopping shopping at the mall and buying sh- uh, clothes at the local Goodwill, and it was very embarrassing. And I had to reach a point within myself where I said, you know what, I don't care about the stigmatism of wearing hand-me-down, second-tier you know, used clothes, I want to go shopping. And not only do I want to go shopping, but if I can somehow find a way to dress as nice or even nicer than I currently am and somehow do it within my budget, then that's great. And if you guys watched my show on minimalism, you'll know that it wasn't something I wanted to do. It was something that I felt financially I was forced into doing. So where does stoicism into place, well, or come into play, excuse me. Well, in order to change from shopping at the mall to going to a place like yard sales or Goodwill or a thrift store, there has to be a certain certain mentality in a person that says, you know what, I don't care what people think of me. Because the truth is, if you really care what people think of you, you wouldn't really want them to know that you were flat-ass broke failing at life, underachieving at your goals, or maybe not even coming close to hitting your goals at all. And I think if you're an adult, whether you're a male or female, I think one of your goals should be some sort of financial security. It doesn't have to be wealth. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, where you can quit your job forever and, and live off your dividends or your interests, but you should at least have some sort of financial security with the fact that, you know, you should be able to survive a couple paychecks if something does happen. You should get yourself in a position where if something does go wrong, catastrophically speaking, with your car or something goes wrong with a repair on your house, you know, you should have some sort of reserve monies to fight those battles with. And I think one of the best ways to do that is minimalism. And one of the best mindsets to have when trying to attempt minimalism is something like stoicism. You really have to tell yourself, I don't care what other people think of me. I think enough of myself that I don't want to be in debt. 
I think, enough of myself where I want to improve myself one day at a time. That's why last week's show on Kaizen is so important. Because if you do five push-ups today, that's five more than you did yesterday. And if this time next month you can raise that five a day to 25 a day, and then this time next year you can raise that 25 a day up to you know maybe 50 or 100 a day, then all of a sudden over that course of time, you're going to really see a transformation in your body or at least your strength level. Because I bet right now if you haven't done push-ups in years, you probably would have a hard time busting out 50 or 100 push-ups straight. But if you practiced every single day and slowly but surely added more to your repetitions or to your goals with regards to your push-ups, I bet this time next year you'd be really good at doing push-ups. And the reward would be to look at yourself in the mirror and see your pecs and maybe even some muscular arms. And who knows, maybe even muscular from head to toe as a reward. But those rewards don't necessarily come overnight. And that's, once again, where stoicism comes into play. I don't care that these push-ups look like somebody that's just wasting their time. I know that as time goes by, they're going to be really advantageous for me in a physical and and, in a healthy manner. And that's where walking comes in. So I've already told you that I recommend you wake up in the morning and fix your bed. I recommend that you clean out your car and quit eating food in your car. I recommend that you quit shopping so much, but I also recommend some fun stuff, right? Like I recommend you buy a ton of shoes and I recommend that you uh, maybe look into a fun hobby that can increase your uh, value as far as looks, such as, you know, maybe buying a watch or a bracelet or a necklace, or, you know, if you're a gal, maybe buying a new set of earrings or pair of earrings, excuse me, maybe getting your nails done at the salon. Right? There are things that we can do that make ourselves feel better and they don't have to necessarily break the bank. But again, ladies, let's talk about you know getting your makeup and getting your hair done and getting you know $100 uh, shoes that maybe you only wear out once in a blue moon. You know, stoicism with regards to you would be maybe saying, you know what, I'm going to hit the brakes here and I'm not going to buy any shoes for six months. Or I'm going to be happy with the makeup that I have, and I'm going to make do with the car that I have. I don't need to take on another financial you know, burden by getting a car payment. I'm going to stick with the car that I have. Or how about this, ladies? If my car breaks down, I'm going to contemplate taking public transit. There's a bus. There's a light rail, right? There's trains in certain parts of the country. Um, maybe even you take Uber or Lyft once or twice a week. Or if your job is close, maybe you start walking to work like I suggest. It's all these little moves that I believe when combined over the long term can create a better version of you, both physically, mentally, and maybe even spiritually. Because when you start to see certain goals become achievable, and then you start to actually accomplish certain goals, such as, you know, 25 push-ups a day or walking, you know, for a half hour a day for, you know, a week straight. When you start to achieve these goals, you start to feel better about yourself. And it's interesting when I come home from a walk, especially in the Arizona heat nowadays in the summer or well, right now it's only 100. It's going to get hotter out. But I really enjoy a nice tall glass of ice water. That tall glass of ice water 
does not have to cost an arm and a leg. It's definitely cheaper than Starbucks. It's cheaper than a glass of Coca-Cola, right? And then you might say, well, I don't know, Jesse, the bottled water can be expensive. Well, you know what? You can drink tap. You can buy the bottled water in bulk, right? So you're buying 48 bottles at, you know, $3 uh, per 48 rather than just buying, you know, a six pack of, you know, the name brand for, you know, 75 cents a bottle or whatever. But no matter what, the reason I bring that up is because if all of a sudden you start drinking more water, guess what? You're going to be more hydrated. You're going to start to burn fat even quicker because you're not drinking sports drinks or carbonated sugary drinks, right? You're drinking more water. That's going to be better and more beneficial for your teeth. You know, another fun thing that I did is if you go to a dentist and you get like Zoom whitening, that might run you two, three, four hundred bucks for Zoom whitening. But if you Google, uh, you know, the, the LED lights for your teeth, you know, to whiten your teeth and then get the hydrogen peroxide gel, you can actually take care of whitening your teeth for, you know, closer to 20 bucks. And I've done the tooth whitening at home uh, with the light up mouthpiece and the hydrogen peroxide gel, or I think it's hydrogen peroxide gel. Did it for 20 bucks. It took uh, about eight days in a row of twice a day, morning and night. I would uh, put the light on my teeth for, you know, let's say seven or eight minutes at a time, whatever, whatever the suggested time was. And all of a sudden, my teeth got as white as a piece of paper. I loved it. And it got so white that I had to stop, right? Because I was like, this is too white. And then, you know, guess what? Five, six, seven months later, your coffee, your cigarettes, your, you know, eating just starts to stain your teeth up again. And then you just shower, rinse, and repeat. You just repeat the process with your teeth whitening. But that would be another form of Kaizen that you could do that really doesn't cost that much. And you might say, well, I don't believe in the home remedies. I believe you need to go to a doctor. You get what you pay for. Well, the reality is if you spend 20 bucks and it doesn't work for you, you can still go to the dentist. But if you spend 20 bucks and it does work for you, well, maybe you never have to think about going to the dentist again with regards to Zoom whitening. I obviously suggest that you still go to your dentist for your annual cleanings and checkups. And obviously, if you need a procedure, you want to go to the dentist. But someone did tell me the other day that they created their own crown or their own false tooth. And I just thought that was fascinating. You can literally learn anything on YouTube, which would also be a form of Kaizen. A couple of years back, I wanted to learn how to make zucchini bread. So I started watching YouTube videos on zucchini bread. And guess what? Now yours truly actually can make a pretty mean loaf of zucchini bread. And I don't know if you've ever had zucchini bread, but it is to die for. It is so delicious. And again, that's where stoicism comes into effect. There are some people out there that just don't like the idea of ever cooking for themselves. And, you know, they want to go out and eat at the finest restaurants. Well, who gives a shit, right? Make yourself your own day where you're going to watch YouTube videos and you're going to learn how to make pancakes and you're going to learn how to make carrot cake and you're going to learn how to maybe barbecue a little bit better than you do. There's so many fun things that you can do, but it kind of all starts with a who cares attitude. If you feel like the only way to learn is, you know, to go down to a college campus or something or someplace where you spend money, that might be something that's just kind of stuck in your head from when you were little. It's not necessarily true. There's lots of people every day like you and me that learn lots of really neat things and skills 
just by watching YouTube videos. But the reason that I really ultimately brought Stoicism in for this third part was because a big part of my plan was not going out to the restaurants for a while, was not going to the mall. It was checking out places like yard sales and Goodwills for good deals. And, you know, those are things that for some people, it's just really hard for them to get in that state of mind, you know, where they're actually not shopping for high-end retail stuff. And, you know, you can take this on a higher level if you're a really successful person and you're just really disappointed with the money you have in your bank. Well, you don't necessarily have to get the latest Apple, uh, you know, phone, right, or Apple Watch. And you don't have to necessarily get, you know, the next BMW to go with last year's model that you already have, right? You might actually be able to make do with a more economical choice uh, for your car. But again, I, I firmly believe that if you're going to try something new, you don't necessarily have to make it a lifelong change. I think you could literally learn a lot just by doing a, a three or four month experiment. So again, if you're kind of liking to shop like I did, and when I say shop, I, my, my thing was clothes. I like shopping for clothes and shoes and jewelry and stuff. And I know I'm not alone. I know there's lots of us out there that do. You know, my recommendation would be check out Goodwill. And even if you have to go through the whole store just to find one or two things you like, just know that there's a Goodwill at darn near every city block here in Phoenix. So I'm sure wherever you live, there's tons of Goodwills as well. If you have a job interview coming up, you want to look your best, go get yourself a nice shirt and a nice tie, maybe a nice pair of slacks and a nice belt to go with it all. And you can do that for somewhere in the range of probably 10 or 15 bucks at Goodwill. Whereas if you're going to put that on your credit card at the mall for that same outfit I just described, you're probably looking northward of 100 to 200 bucks. And I just don't think that's a really good way to, to get out of debt if you're already in debt. And I'm a firm believer that if you're out of debt, cut up those credit cards and make it a goal to never use them again. Or, you know, maybe you keep one for safety's sake, but again, don't use it. And if you do use it, use it strategically where you pay it off at the end of the month, like a lot of American Express card users do. Uh, I have a friend, Jen, that she... Uh, uses her discover card strategically because at the end of the year they send her a you know whatever percent cash back and she claims to me that she pays it off in full so it's almost like they pay her to have the card which i don't know if that's true but if so and you're able to strategically match my friend jen's strategy on that then i say go for it but predominantly speaking if you're one of these guys that's been in debt and you finally have made it your goal to pay off your credit cards then why don't you ultimately reward yourself by chopping them up, calling them up and saying officially, you know, I want to go ahead and close my account and then, you know, be done with it. And then each month, instead of that $200 or $300 payment that you were sending to Amex or Discover or Visa or MasterCard, instead you can make it a, a, a payment to yourself, to your savings. Or if you have a 401k plan, maybe you can up your part of it, right? Since you're boss and your employer might be matching it or maybe you can you know make this year the year that you start a you know IRA you know retirement account for yourself whether it be a Roth or a traditional and um, I just think that it would be a really good thing for you to know that I yours truly 
have been implementing these little strategies for the last couple of years. And it's really helped me get out of a lot of financial trouble. And it's really taken a lot of weight and burden off my shoulders. And that's really why I wanted to share it with you. Sometimes when we listen and watch our favorite YouTubers, we kind of forget that as YouTubers, they might be bringing in, you know, thousands of dollars a month. And, you know, all their advice could be legitimately true, good advice, but they might not necessarily be practicing it uh, as much as they're preaching it, so to speak. Well, in my case, I really am. I try to save as much money as I can, but I try to still have a lot of fun. And the best way for a lot of us to have fun is to actually spend a little money shopping. The only difference is when I say a little money, I'm literally spending a little money, whereas you might be spending more uh, on a cup or two of coffee at the Starbucks. So again, that might be another place where you can easily say, you know what, I'm going to have some coffee that I make at home, or dare I say, I'm actually going to try to eliminate coffee from my life. Now, right now, some people are turning off the, the show saying, I don't want to hear anything more about this, Jesse. So, so be it. You don't have to quit your coffee. I'm just throwing up an idea. But we're going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about stoicism and how I think you should implement it in your life immediately. We'll be right back. Would you like to host your own radio show? Jesse Jameson is an executive producer with the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the leader in live and on-demand internet talk radio. Jesse serves as executive producer to over a dozen shows on our network. If you'd like to connect with Jesse to be a guest on a show, do some advertising, or even want to talk about hosting your very own show, give him a call at 480-553-5719 or email him at jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's 480-553-5719 or email jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. When it comes to financial planning, most of us would probably rather have a root canal. Math, budgets, keeping ourselves and our loved ones secure after retirement, planning for retirement, risk, reward, and the like. How do you find the answers you need? Tune into Fiscal Fitness with John Grace and co-host Daniel Medina. They'll help you feel more secure in your investments and your future. Listen every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. There are lots of unanswered questions about life's problems, and this is especially true about spiritual life. Why can't we see God? Why is there evil in this world? Why does God let bad things happen to us and to others? Can we get divine help? Join Carl Mollison and co-host Brian Kelly for Get Wisdom. They have new answers from the Almighty you need to hear, and listening could definitely change your life. Tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you tired of feeling disconnected and shut down? Since every choice has ripple effects, lasting happiness is a product of the choices we make each day. Tune in to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmsted introduced you to authors, musicians, artists, and innovators, all actively engaged in designing a world that works for everyone. Make sure you're along for the ride, Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. For tuning in to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Do you have a super short story that you'd like to have Jesse read on the show? Simply email him. You ready? 
It's jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. And who knows, Jesse might just read your short story on a future show. And now, back to Jesse Jameson and friends. And we're back. So, you've bought in a lot of shoes, you've bought in a lot of clothes, you've bought in a lot of watches, you're paying down your debt, you're eliminating your credit cards, you're starting to save money, you're looking into future financial things to do with your money so it can start working for you. You're starting to think about adding this new thing that Jesse's throwing into the mix called stoicism. And then you start to realize, my God, if I actually implement a lot of this, it might work. But that's going to create a, a really different life for me. And I don't know if I want to go that route. Well, that's where you have to kind of look at your pros and cons of what I'm talking about. For me, financially, I had no choice. For you, financially, you might have more options. But are you going down the right path? If you were to lose your job, do you actually have the skills to get another job of equal value or even higher? Or is it more like you're going to get an equal value job or lower? And when I'm talking value, I'm talking obviously enough money to be able to pay your bills and such, right? Because we all still have utilities and gas and, and, and house notes or rent, right? So we all have to have, you know, ways to, to achieve our goals. And this is just one of the ways that you can do it. Now, of course, you can just ignore this and kind of giggle and say that's what this route this guy is taking I'm not going to go that route but I guess what I'm saying is that if you're willing to rough it so to speak for a short amount of time which I consider two to four to five years a short amount of time you might be different that might be an extremely long amount of time for you but in the grand scheme of an 80 year life that's kind of a small amount of time if you're willing to rough it for a two to four or five year period you can really get a jump on the Joneses. You know, they say you should never compare yourself to other people, but if you look up one day and you've got 50 or 100 grand in the bank or you've got money saved up for your retirement, in my opinion, you're already ahead of the game. And what that can do to your mental health and your physical health is just unbelievable. So again, I'm not telling you to change. I guess I'm asking you to contemplate the change and the best way to contemplate a change is to implement it for a short amount of time. So it wouldn't hurt you to try minimalism, stoicism, and Kaizen at least for three or four months. And keep a journal, right? So if you start off and let's say you're a, let's say you're a 220 pound guy but you'd like to be closer to 185 and after three or four months maybe you're halfway there, right? Maybe you're 195 or 200 pounds and maybe you can start to see some muscles again and maybe uh, if you're flat broke or even in the negative in your bank account if three or four months down the line you actually find yourself with dare I say a thousand dollars to your name so you have the ability now if something happens and you get sick for two or three days you have the ability to absorb that and bounce back quicker and maybe even you have enough money where you absorb it but you don't even need to bounce back because hey you're ahead of the game and there's a, another thing with stoicism once you start not caring so much about things and what people think and even what you think of yourself uh, it just makes life a, a lot more fun and enjoyable and I actually can 
go out to a dinner with somebody where it might cost a hundred or two hundred dollars and I don't have to worry about you know trying to pick up extra hours at work or going without something else once you get to a point where you have your first thousand saved up or your first five thousand saved up or ten thousand or whatever the number is it just makes that emergency situation much less stressful and a lot of us here's the problem we don't stress about that emergency situation and at the same time we don't do anything to prevent it or to at least cope with it when it happens and then all of a sudden we see our three or four hundred dollars in the bank disappear and all of a sudden we're asking for our boss for a draw or a loan or we're calling our you know stepdads or whatever the case may be you know for a loan you don't want to ever put yourself in that position and by implementing some of these things now in a short amount of time which again according to me a short amount of time two to four years and I promise you, you know as well as I do, the older you get, the faster time seems to fly by anyway, right? So right now it's 2021. If you implement this, I honestly believe by the time January 2022 starts up, which is just what, six and a half months away, I honestly feel that you could, in, during that amount of time, save up anywhere from one to maybe five or even $10,000 if you really try. Now here's the interesting thing. If you do it the exact same way I did, what you'll end up finding out is that you have more fun stuff such as clothes and more fun dollars to kind of do with when it comes to things like vacations, travel, um, again, emergencies. Not that emergencies are fun to deal with, but you know, it is a lot more fun when you can actually handle them and they don't paralyze you. I have friends that right when something happens, the tears start dropping. You know, I have some friends that literally when bad stuff happens to them, they bust out their credit cards. And I have friends that have, you know, really rich parents that can bail them out, right? Not all of us have those things to fall back on. For example, right now, I, I don't have any credit cards to fall back on. I haven't had credit cards in a long, long time. Some of you have credit cards and they are literally stressing you out because you're thinking, how am I going to pay off my four credit cards and their four balances, which are all just so far and above ahead of what I'm doing, right? Well, the best way you can attack a bill is to obviously make more funds available. So obviously the best way to do that is not to, you know, start working hundreds of hours of overtime and, you know, trading your life in for the dollar. The best bet would be to make some changes in your life. You know, when I was young, me and my friend Jason would make fun of this uh, brand called Kingston. It was sold at Fry's, which I believe Fry's now is owned by Kroger. I don't know if it was owned by Kroger then, but it was still called Fry's then. And the generic Fry's brand at the time was called Kingston. And me and my friend would joke because he lived down the street. And when I went to his house, everything in his house was Kingston. And when he came to my house, it wasn't much different. I mean, we enjoyed crackers and stuff. So when he would spend the night, we would eat crackers and hot tea because we didn't really have much soda in the Jameson house. And we would eat Kingston crackers. Now, they tasted just as good as the saltines, or at least I think they did. If I would have had the saltines next to them, I probably would have much preferred the more expensive saltines. But I didn't know any better. So for me, the Kingston uh, 
crackers were the best. And if you grew up in Phoenix and you know me and you're listening to the show, tell me, or at least smile to yourself, <clears throat> if you remember the Kingston brand from Fry's. And then uh, I remember Abco, which before that was Alpha Beta, it had this brand called Bonnie Hubbard. So when I was 18 or 19 and we would go to the Abco across the street from the apartment where we lived in, we would get Bonnie Hubbard biscuits. <laughs> you know, were they as good as Pillsbury? Probably not, but I didn't know the difference. They tasted good with butter and salt or whatever the heck I would put on them and maybe a little jelly, right? And yes, I was eating the generic jelly then, you know. I didn't know how good the Concord jam tasted. Now I do. Now I'd probably rather have the Concord jam, but I'm okay with the generic jelly. Are you? And if you're not, why? Shouldn't you be okay with that? You know, I'm just a firm believer that if we can do small things today, it can have a huge multiplicative effect tomorrow. So with stoicism, <clears throat> you don't care what other people think, but really you have to sell yourself on the idea that don't care what you think. Right now, you don't like the idea of stopping your shopping at the mall and going to Goodwill. You don't like the idea of not spending you know, your time, energy, and effort with your friends, which costs money, right? You don't like the idea of having a two to four year plan, no matter how many times I say it'll go by quick, right? You really just want to wake up one day and have all these things cleared. Right? You want to have it where you wake up one day and there are no bills, where you're rich or successful, or at least you don't have to worry about money. But the reality is that's not going to happen tomorrow. I mean, unless you win the lottery, which let's be honest, you're not going to win the lottery. I wonder sometimes if the lottery is part of the simulation, because I've never met anyone that's won the lottery and neither have you. For all we know, those people don't even exist, right? But I'm real. I promise you. And if you care about the words that are coming out of my mouth, then you're real as, as well. I was really hard up financially just a couple of years ago. And I don't want you to think I'm rich by any means, but the way I think about money and the way I think about self-improvement is so different than it used to be. For example, there's a piece of you that every New Year's you wanna go get a gym membership, right? And you, you wanna make these leaps and bounds. But the reality is you don't even have an easy time taking a walk around your block or doing some push-ups and sit-ups. And if you can't do push-ups and sit-ups and take a walk around the block like I'm suggesting, what are the odds you're going to be able to make it at a gym where you actually have to pay to go? And by the way, everyone tells me that whenever they try to cancel those gym memberships, it's a real pain in the butt. Go look at the reviews and, and, and read them all. Some of the bad ones. They never let you cancel. And then when you cancel, they charge you all the money in the world. So it makes that low price they try to seduce you in with seem like a con to me, you know? You know, it seems like almost everything's a con in some way, shape, or form, doesn't it? I mean, I guess maybe that's just what I've kind of come to tell myself because when you're telling yourself not to buy this, not to buy that, not to go invest money here, you know, in, in this, uh, it's because you have to kind of sell yourself against that. So I'm a firm believer that that same shirt that you can get at the mall for 50 bucks, 
I can find a very similar shirt, you know, for probably four or five bucks and it'll look just as new and uh, it'll be better than your shirt because I can add another second and third shirt that, that complements it, right? Or a pair of pants that complements it. And for you to do that, you've got to go way more in the wallet. Well, meanwhile, for me, it costs pennies. I know this sounds crazy, but if I did win the lottery tomorrow and was rich, I think I would still do most of my shopping at Goodwill. There's something magical about the selection of really cool clothes that they have there. And no, I don't work for Goodwill and I'm not sponsored by Goodwill, but God, I should go down to the Goodwill and talk to them about sponsoring the show. <laughs> Because I firmly believe it can change people's lives. You know, it's interesting when people are down on their luck and they need a job, they go to Goodwill and they either get employed there or they use their employment center to help, you know, create their resume. So that's another way that, you know, being connected with your local Goodwill can help. And then, you know, if you do end up cleaning around your house and you have a million things that you think are still cool, but you know you don't need them and you really don't want to throw them away, well, go no, donate go donate them to your Goodwill. Because whenever you buy from Goodwill, you're going to get something nice for smoking cheap. And if you kind of add to the system by, you know, donating stuff that you think still has value and if other people agree and they buy it through Goodwill, you know, it kind of helps a lot of people. So... You know, again, I know that I've been harping on goodwill and stuff, but, you know, that's that's where stoicism comes in. I into effect. I don't I don't really care if you don't like it. If you don't like it, don't listen to the show. But I'm just simply saying that uh, I didn't like the place at all once upon a time. And now I go there about once a week uh, or every other week, if not once a week. And I'm able to uh, take a walk while I do go. Um so let's talk a little bit more before we go to the break about selling yourself on the stoicism idea. Um, because we can tell ourselves to we're blue in the face, I don't care what other people think of me, but we do care what we think of ourselves, or at least we should, right? And so what you have to do when you look yourself in the mirror is you have to say, hey, I'm not a failure because I'm shopping at Goodwill. I'm actually making a successful plan by choosing strategically to shop at Goodwill because what I'm going to be ultimately doing is staying away from the malls. Now a lot of malls nowadays are struggling because people can go on Amazon or they can go on eBay and that's something I actually suggest you do. If you can find something that you really want to buy and you can get it for cheaper on eBay and you can get it for free shipping so it saves you the gas and wear and tear on your vehicle, that might just be a nice or another subtle way of implementing Kaizen. In other words, small little steps to have a bigger grand effect down the line. If you can save money, save wear and tear, then all of a sudden those emergency breakdowns of the car can actually be delayed. Because I want you to think about something with my car, I used to once upon a time put about, I don't know, 25,000 miles a year on my car. Whereas now I put closer to about 2,500 miles a year, which is probably crazy for some people to think, but I mean, that's just honestly what I've been doing the last couple of years. And what it's done is it's created a car that I have that's was it's an old Cutlass 1999 right so it's older than some of our kids are right but it still gets me from point A to B it still has air conditioning it's completely paid for I'm able to have liability insurance on it because they won't even let me have full insurance you know because it's not 
worth anything or whatever if anything happens to it. But it still looks relatively new. There's no major dents or anything on it. Um, and then once again, if I wanted to pimp out my ride and get tint, I do have tint, but I need to retint it. But I'm just saying if I wanted to do that, it's something that financially I can afford. If you go out and finance a car, guess what? Now you're paying what, three to $600 a month for a new vehicle. Now you're paying what, 80 to you know 280 bucks a month for full insurance, right? Now you're driving it all around because you know why not? It's a new car, you might as well drive it around. So now you're paying what, $3.30 a gallon for gas. And it's in the summer in Arizona, so you gotta pump up the AC. Well, if you add up all those numbers that you might as well go rent an apartment, it's going to cost you the same thing, right? So we're going to take a, a quick break. And then when we get back, we'll kind of summarize everything that, uh, that we talked about over the last three shows. We'll be right back. Okay. Stay with us. Would you like to host your own radio show? Jesse Jameson is an executive producer with the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the leader in live and on-demand internet talk radio. Jesse serves as executive producer to over a dozen shows on our network. If you'd like to connect with Jesse to be a guest on a show, do some advertising, or even want to talk about hosting your very own show, give him a call at 480-553-5719 or email him at jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's 480-553-5719 or email jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. In business, many leaders have a great vision, but find their companies are lacking adequate execution. Transformative Experts with host Chris Elias takes you behind the scenes with real-life business leaders and transformative experts who can pinpoint why. Listen to learn how company culture drives execution to optimize results. How can you afford to miss it? Tune in live every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you ever been interested in technology or the application? Technology is always changing and there is definitely a place for you in it. Listen for Coding the Future with Dr. Sharon Jones. Sharon and her guests teach you the skill set and present resources that help you incorporate and enhance technological know-how in your current career, as well as prepare you for future success. Listen every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. for tuning in to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Do you have a super short story that you'd like to have Jesse read on the show? Simply email him. You ready? It's jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. And who knows? Jesse might just read your short story on a future show. And now, back to Jesse Jameson and Friends. So I record my show on Zoom and I noticed in the last week or two, like when you're on Zoom, now this voice comes on and it says, this meeting is being recorded. Or when you stop hitting record, it says this, the recording has stopped. And it's like, uh, why mess with perfection? It was already okay. You know, if you can't see the little red recording light that comes on, then you need to open your eyes. And maybe that's the problem with the world nowadays. We're going through with our eyes shut, right? We need to open our eyes a little bit more to things. We need to start doing some math and applying some, you know, thought 
to the processes that we go through on a daily basis, right? When we're living our lives. So let's summarize. This all started with 20 shoes. What's the 20 shoes, Jesse? Well, one of the things that I wanted to do was I wanted to have a pair of shoes to go with each outfit that I had, okay? But I was broke. So I started going to Goodwill and I started buying outfits there that would normally cost me a hundred bucks at the mall for an outfit, you know, pants and shirt, whatever. And all of a sudden I was able to get those outfits for seven or eight bucks and they actually looked nice, which really, really shocked me. After a while of, instead of going to the mall, I'm going to Goodwill, I started saving a really incredible amount of money rather quickly. So all of a sudden I had these ratty pair of shoes, right, that I liked, but they didn't really look nice. And even if they look nice in one outfit, it doesn't mean they look nice in every outfit. So I started going to certain stores, uh, retail stores, real stores in the mall or whatever you want to say. And I started buying shoes, whether it was Vans or Margaritaville shoes or dress shoes or loafers or boat shoes or whatever the case may be. I started buying a 40 to $60 pair with each paycheck. And if you remember, I said that I didn't get paid weekly, it was every other week. So I'm buying basically $100 worth of shoes a month, right? $50 every other week. And pretty soon I had a red pair and a blue pair and a white pair and a brown pair and a khaki pair and a this pair and a that pair. And I'm going to Goodwill each week, still spending my seven or eight bucks on a, on a outfit, right? And so all of a sudden, before I know it, I'm saving more money than I ever had. I've got all these shoes that go with all these outfits. And every one of my shoes is staying brand new looking because, you know, do the math. If you have 15 or 20 pairs of shoes, there's only, what, 30 or 31 days in each month. So basically, you can wear each pair of shoes, you know, once every other week or in, in some cases, once a month. And it ends up keeping every pair of shoes looking fantastic. So all of a sudden I looked better than I had. All of a sudden I'm dressing better than I had before. And on top of it, I had a little bit more money to my name because I was still pretty debt laden. All of a sudden I'm able to get a job because I have more confidence. I'm able to dress a little bit better in the interviews, right? And all of a sudden with the job, I already had one job, but I was able to kind of get to a, a better job, if you will. So all of a sudden I have this better job. All of a sudden I have this car that because I decided to buy a car off my great aunt that was an old jalopy, right? All of a sudden I've got this old car, but it, it's actually in really good condition because my great aunt drove it very rarely, right? It's one of those cars we all wish we could buy. But you know, when you start saving money and things start going your way, that's when you start to get lucky opportunities. When you're always debt laden, you can never take advantage of lucky opportunities. For example, let's say you have no money to your name and you're you know, thousands of dollars in debt and your buddy calls you up and says, hey, I'm gonna sell you my car for a grand. Well, you know, for some people, as nice as that sounds, they might not have a grand. There's other people out there saying for a grand, you're going to get a piece of crap that ends up costing you more, which might be true. But in my great Minnie's, in my great aunt Minnie's case, she was selling me a car for, you know, basically 500 bucks. I had more than 500 bucks. So I was not going to be silly and say, no, I decided to buy my great aunt Minnie's car. And I've had it for quite a few years now. And again, 
because I'm willing to walk to the grocery store, because I'm willing to walk to Goodwill, because I'm willing to not go to the malls, um, I'm able to make it where that car only gets two or 3,000 miles a year on it. So again, is that something that's even possible for you? Potentially not. But is it possible for you to quit going to the mall or to you know go to the mall maybe once a month rather than four times a month? Because remember, with Kaizen, we can implement these things way differently than what I'm suggesting. So let's say with Kaizen, you wanted to slowly change your shopping problem. And you know as well as I do, if, if the word problem fits for you, you know why. You're spending more than you're making, right? So we break that down mathematically. We say, okay, I'm shopping three days a week, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I'm shopping like 12 days a month. Okay. Well, how can we eliminate that slowly? What we could start doing is we can look at our receipts and say, every time I'm going out, I'm spending on average 150 bucks or whatever the math may be. And then we can slowly say, okay, well, each time I go out, I'm not going to spend more than 90 bucks. So I can keep it in the double digits rather than the triple digits. And instead of going out every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, by golly, I'm going to give Sunday to the Lord, even if I'm an atheist, right? And I'm not going to go out on Sundays anymore. I'm going to start watching football or sports, something that's free, right? I'm going to go take a walk and lose some of this fat off my buttocks, right? And, and, and all of a sudden, we can become more healthy. And, and what if you can actually maybe avoid type 2 diabetes because you stay healthy? So all of a sudden, these little changes can all of a sudden create huge changes for the better for you in the future. You know, um, there's some times where I would be on a walk a couple years back, and it was when I was first starting to change things. And... I would, I would get kind of sad because I think sometimes we can get sad when we think about our problems. And it's hard to see that light at the end of the tunnel. But I started seeing things pretty quickly that during my walk would make me go from sad to still kind of hopeful. And those things are, as crazy as this sounds, and I think this is so important, you've got to learn how to some way, somehow save $1,000. If you're listening to this right now and you already have thousands of dollars saved, you probably know what I mean. It's really important to get that first $1,000 saved. And whether you want that in the bank or in the cereal box above your fridge or under your bed mattress or wherever the heck you want it, you just got to get there because $1,000 means so much. It means a rent payment. It means that you can afford to get sick for two or three days off work, even if your job doesn't pay you for time off work, right? And if they don't pay you for time off work, by golly, see if you can improve your ability to get a better job, right? Look, look, put your resume out there and see if you can get a better job so that you can actually, uh, you know, maybe have a job that helps you a little bit more and believes in you and wants to see you succeed rather than just their profits go through the, through the ceiling, right? And another interesting thing is when you have a job, it seems easier to find another job as opposed to when you're jobless and now you're looking for a job and you'll take anything. That's when you end up being jobless for five or six months and really struggling with, with life. What you want to do is look for a better job while you have a job. 
because you'll be surprised. You're, you're no longer in a position of weakness. You're in a position of strength. And if you can go from a job that pays 35 or 40K a year to maybe 55 or 60, well, heck, why wouldn't you want to do the obvious? And then you can avoid this minimalism, Kaizen, stoicism crap that I'm talking about, right? Because honestly, remember the moral of what I said at the beginning. I did not want to do this. Why didn't I want to do this? Because I wanted to be successful enough to never have to worry about trying to budget. I wanted to be successful enough where I didn't have to worry about, you know, how do I buy a Nissan Versa? No, I didn't want a wimpy ass Versa when I was younger. I wanted a 300Z, you know, that really nice Nissan 300Z. They still have it now and it still looks the same, but we've been seeing it for 20 years, so it doesn't excite us anymore. But you guys remember 25 years ago when you saw a 300ZX from Nissan, that was like a really cool car, right? And that's what we wanted. Well, that's not what I want nowadays because I've come to the realization that when you're behind the wheel and you're driving from point A to point B, the scenery doesn't change whether you're in a Versa or a 300ZX or a Porsche or a Ferrari. Now, with the Ferrari, it might change because, I don't know, I've just been told when you're in a Ferrari, you know you're in a Ferrari. But, you know, you can always hope and dream. And if you ever save up enough money where you can go buy the seventy dollars or $120,000 version of the Ferrari or however much it costs, Maybe you can actually achieve that someday, and it doesn't have to be a someday that's 30 or 40 years away. If you get really good at this, you might be able to do it this time two or three years from now. So again, if you're willing to implement these things, and I don't care if you're a guy or a girl, if you want to email me or if you want to give me a call, my number is 480-553-5719 here at the network. You can call me at any time. You can shoot me an email. It's jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. Let me know how you're implementing Kaizen. Let me know how you're implementing minimalism. Let me know how stoicism is changing you so that you're okay with telling your girlfriends, I don't want to go to Starbucks. You're okay with telling your guy friends, I don't want to go to the club or to the bar this weekend. Every one of those damn beers cost me 6 or $7 and then a tip to a waitress that ain't even that pretty until I have five or six of these beers, okay? If you can get out of doing that all the time and start paying yourself that money that you're paying to the bar, right, or to Starbucks, you can really start to get ahead. And the most important thing before you get ahead is to get to even. And right now, if you're in debt, you're the equivalent of a guy that's struggling to, to swim. You're going under. You can get really stressed. And we live in a country that although it's wonderful and it has all these opportunities, people kill themselves all the time. Well, I don't think they necessarily kill themselves because they just clinically feel depressed all the time. Not that people that commit suicide aren't clinically depressed. I think some people kill themselves because they do irrational things like go into extreme debt and then get really depressed over stuff like that and feel hopeless. So before you get like that, you know, try something like this. Because I think it's really powerful. And I don't think it takes forever, but I am willing to admit it doesn't happen overnight. And if you're a young guy and you're not married yet, God, I know this sounds crazy, but why don't you just stay not married for a while? Why don't you try to boost your bank account in the goals that I've stated? Try to get your first $1,000. 
Try to go from 1,000 to 5,000. Try to get 10,000. Maybe talk to somebody about, hey, are there any advantages if I get a traditional IRA now as opposed to when I'm in my 30s, 40s, or 50s? Because if you could start a lot of this stuff in your 20s, you could get rich by the time you're in your 40s or 50s. And then when other people are trying to figure out a way to retire at 65, you could be looking at retiring when you're in your 40s or 50s, right? And even if you don't succeed, if you get halfway there, that's still a hell of a journey worth worth trying for. So I'm just a firm believer that if I would have tried some of these things when I was younger, if I would have maybe avoided the girls a little bit longer when I was younger, because everybody avoids them, right, until they, you know, start getting into the opposite sex. So if you could avoid girls for a little bit longer, get your get your college degree if you're in college. If you really don't want to go to college because you don't want to take out loans that are going to stick with you for the rest of your life, you know, why don't you maybe look into HVAC or look into becoming an electrical, uh, an electrician, excuse me, or a plumber. These are jobs that are pimp nowadays because they pay a grand or, or two a week as you get good at them, right? And, you know, there's even programs where they'll help you actually flip the script and become the boss where you can have plumbers and HVAC folks underneath you and you can really start your own business and get ahead. Jesse, do you want to be a plumber? No, I can't stand the idea of, you know, poop in general, right? So uh, I don't think that would work for me, but I'm just saying there's lots of things you can do. One of the worst things you could do right now would be to, you know, get married and start a family when you're 18 or 22 or 23. Not that it's a bad thing because I don't think there's any bad thing about getting married or having kids or starting a family. But if you're already broke, then you're probably going to be one of those divorces that those marriages that end in divorce, right? And then you're going to end up hating your ex and it'll be ugly. So you're better off like becoming a success and becoming the best you that you can. And remember, if you're making tons of money and you're really good at saving it, but you're unhealthy, you're not the best you that you can be. That's why you need to start exercising and trying to eat a little bit better. And if you're really healthy and really looking great and you're really successful with the girls, but you're really in debt, then you're really kind of, give, you know, you're doing a disservice to yourself because one day you might not have those looks and the girls might not care about you anymore. And then before you know it, you don't have a career, you're debt laden. And then that's when, you know, the midlife crisis hits you and you really go downhill. You don't want to be somebody in that category either. You want to be somebody that's always looking to get better. And then keep in mind, once again, you don't have to do this forever. You know, I think that's what's so difficult about lifestyle changes. People try to do lifestyle changes and they say, you know what? I'm going to be a workout guy forever, you know, and they even do it for a year or two and it almost always leads to burnout and you end up going another way. So I recommend that you just try minimalism and Kaizen just for three or four months. And if you do do it, please shoot me an email. Please shoot me a phone call. Tell me what's going on. I'll definitely share your story uh, on a further episode down the road. But I want to thank you once again for listening to Jesse Jameson and friends. For next week's show, we'll have another actual person sharing a story. It's just this was one of those things that I've wanted to share with uh, with people for so long because, um, I don't know, I just really enjoy life. It's, it's a lot more fun when you um, 
when you aren't completely broke and when you aren't completely depressed and when you aren't completely fat. By the way, if you're fat and you enjoy it, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I was fat and I wasn't enjoying it. And now I'm starting to get chubby again because I started eating sweets recently and sweets are like, I don't know, they're like crack to me. I love sweets. But I'm going to keep you posted about how I eliminate sweets from my diet again and get back on track uh, physically. But anyway, till next week, my friends, thank you for coming and listening to Jesse Jameson and friends. You have a great night. See you next week. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Jesse Jameson and Friends. We hope you had as much fun as we did. Be sure to tune in again next week for another great story. Jesse Jameson and Friends is heard every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Jesse Jameson and Friends is a proud presentation of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. All rights reserved.